0: Federal Drive is presented by GEHA, Government Employees Health Association, proudly providing health and dental benefits to federal employees and their families. Visit GEHA.com.
1: Here's the cybersecurity question of the day. When a contractor uses a cloud provider to store controlled unclassified information, CUI, who's responsible for the security of that data? Cloud provider, contractor, or the government? It's no trivial matter. A new memo from the Defense Department clarifies who's accountable for ensuring the security of cloud services at the FedRAMP moderate level anyway. Federal News Network's Anastasia Obis has more. Tell us what's in this memo, Anastasia.
0: We got this new memo in December, but it didn't become public until January. It's not long It's only two pages but it has a lot in it and it says it provides guidance and clarification on the application of the fedramp moderate equivalency to cloud services when the services are used to store controlled unclassified information basically it finally clarifies who is responsible for making sure that controlled unclassified information is stored and processed securely in the cloud there is this clause Within the Defense Federal Acquisition Regulation Supplement, or DFARS, regarding the application of FedRAMP moderate to cloud services that are used by contractors for storing controlled unclassified information. There has been a lot of back and forth in terms of what it actually means to be FedRAMP moderate equivalent, but with this new memo... If contractors are using cloud services to store controlled unclassified information, let's say you go to Amazon for your cloud services, the cloud provider must achieve 100% compliance with the latest FedRAMP moderate security control baseline through an assessment conducted by a third-party organization. Plus, the contractor should have a list of evidence including a system security plan, a security assessment plan, a security assessment report, and a plan of actions and milestones. I talked to a lot of people and specifically I asked Grant Schneider. He's a senior advisor to the Alliance for Digital Innovation and a former digital chief information security officer about how hard it would be to achieve that 100% compliance. And he said that none of this is new, but the part that will be challenging is that plan Of actions and milestones.
2: From an an evidence standpoint, the evidence requirements is pretty consistent with things that are going to be in your security package. I think, and and I haven't memorized the memo, but I don't think there's there's anything in there that's going to be super hard for organizations to come up with. The 100% compliance and the inability to have a plan of action and, and milestone even though they list plan of action and milestone as a piece of the evidence, that you have to meet every element under uh, FISMA moderate, under eight, 853. You know, I think that may be a challenge for organizations to, to meet. And there may be some technical solutions that don't lend themselves to every single control in the, in the control catalog. And that could also, you know, add some challenges. So I think that's going to be a question of, A, can organizations get there? B, if I already have a FedRAMP ATO, and for a variety of reasons, I'm not already at 100% of every element, am it, as a company, do I want to make the investment to get to 100% in order to do business with DOD? That's just going to be a, a business decision organizations are going to need to consider.
0: That's Grant Schneider from the Alliance for Digital Innovation.
2: All right. And uh,
1: you also spoke to Raj Iyer, the former Army CIO, knows his way around federal and defense cybersecurity. What did he say is in the memo that's noteworthy?
0: When Raj and I were talking about the memo, he emphasized that we finally have more information in terms of who is responsible for what. The memo says that the contractor approves their organization's cloud services, and ensures that their selected cloud service provider has a response plan. According to the memo, moving forward, the contractor, not the cloud service provider, will be held responsible for reporting a compromise for reporting any compromise that happened and making sure that their cloud provider follows the incident response plan. The contractor will also be the one making sure that the cloud provider can notify the contractor and the onus is on the contractor to validate that the evidence provided by the third party organization meets the moderate equivalent standards outlined in the memo and here is Rajair he is the global head of public sector for ServiceNow and a former chief information officer of the Army on this part of the memo.
1: Because one of the things that we learned in the early days of cloud was there was a lot of finger pointing going on when something bad would happen. Right, let's say a, you know a vulnerability would be found or a zero-day event that happened. There was this confusion around. Okay, is that the cloud service provider's responsibility? Is it the contractor's responsibility? Is it the government's responsibility, you know, or somebody else? Like who really is responsible? And I think what this memo clarifies is that at the end of the day, the the DOD's contract is with that company A and they got to make sure that they have an incident response plan, which shows how they're going to coordinate any kind of, you know, remediation or triaging, you know, that needs to happen when, when there is an incident that happens. And that way, you know, DoD holds the contractor accountable and responsible, and it's their job to coordinate with all of the stakeholders. And that's Raj Iyer, the former Army CIO. Anastasia, does this have any impact on the cybersecurity maturity model certification program? There's a proposed rule on that. Does this have any effect on that?
0: It will have to impact the final rule. The CMMC proposed rule came out right around the time the memo was signed, which means that the text for the proposed rule was written way before the memo was written. And the proposed CMMC rule adds very little detail to DFARS 7012, and the, requirements ab- and the requirements appear to be a lot more strict, more stringent than what's in the proposed rule. So the DOD will most likely have to align both documents for the final CMMC rule, but we'll see. Thank you, Tom.
1: And be sure to check out her story at federalnewsnetwork.com.
4: and that's really where we find that it's important that leaders are purposefully bringing out their talent on their teams to enable our mission.
3: Yeah, excellent. We're we're going through a, a culture project at our work. Done. Oh, great. Yeah, it's um it's been 6 months in the making and it's going really well, but it is work. Yes. And it requires from the top down. So I'm I'm also involved in that over here. I hear you. Great. Throughout your career, you've piloted many